Um, Mike, where did front come from? Front came from my pro-level prospecting activities, um, looking uh, for challenger brands um, that would benefit from category strategy um, instead of trying to do better, trying to um, actually uh, be different. Um, that's how challenger brands break through. Um, and so I ran into uh, Lockhead and those guys had a list that they thought would be, you know, um, what do they call them? Category challengers or something like that. And I just mm -hmm. kind of like started plugging through that on LinkedIn and I came onto front and it's like, oh, look at this. This is somebody that's actually pretty interesting and they're they do have a category strategy. It's in place. Um, they're expressing it in an interesting way. And a little, there's some emotion and emotive copywriting going on, but it's all pretty um, tight. Um, and that, to me, was different. And I was just like, oh, these guys are really interesting. And then um, I just thought it was something to talk about because they're they're partially there. They're embracing some of the category approach, but they're not fully activating it. But I think there's there's a lot there to like. Um, and that's why I thought it'd be fun to talk about. Yeah, cool. Is there anything in particular? Uh, you know, I know you said there's like some interesting, they expressed some things interesting. Is there anything in particular that first caught you where you were like, oh, we got to talk about this about the site or about their category or about anything like, yeah, anything specific you saw? It was mostly about the category. Um, yeah. And now that you say that, I, hang on a second. I'm stuck in their front academy. I got to get back to their um, homepage. Um, it was mostly about how they um, they they do lead with the, the category and they call it their customer operations platform, which yep. is kind of the sweet spot within what we look for in a category name, what it is, what you can do with it, makes the familiar new. Um, and those things that ticks all the boxes where it's like, do you, as Dustin will say, like, you know, do you have an email platform? People will be like, yeah, duh. And, <clears throat> you know, but that's not a value proposition, but do you have a customer operations platform? And then all of a sudden it's like, what, what's that? That sounds interesting. Mm -hmm. um, and so I think there's something really compelling there. And as a point of entry into a conversation to prospects and customers and ownership of a, a competitive um, a position it, that, that gives you the bucket <clears throat> or the silo, if you will, to fill with meaning and have real ownership of it. And it's it's really clean, it's concise, um, and it's something that you can push out into the market repeatedly um, and own um, and scale. So that was what really interesting to me. And then the more I scrolled down, I was like, oh, they're kind of paying this off. And there's some excellent, um, I wouldn't say excellent, there's some really good copywriting going on here that kind of starts to, um, uh, it's compelling. Um, it's a motive. It's not the straight, you know, product feature benefit type stuff. So that was as a writer for me that I thought that was really interesting. Yeah. Yeah. The, uh, Go ahead, Dustin. The, the headline uh, does a nice job of, it doesn't question your reality, but it, it brings two things that you're familiar with and connects them in a way that maybe questions your reality. So they say the efficiency of a help desk with the familiarity of email <laughs> So they know their customer. Their customer is uh, contact centers. And um, those folks have a lot of challenges in the tools they use and trying to be efficient, but then also trying to be able to respond to customers in a way that delivers the experience and brand um, that you want. You know, we yeah. had this challenge at Backcountry. We had you know, like 500 
agents and we wanted to have a personal touch and give everybody the time uh, that they wanted and needed in their interactions and just jamming everybody into a help desk tool and making them a ticket. It, the experience was just that you were a ticket. In fact, yeah. it's like reply to this email. So the ticket number stays in there so we can make sure the tool adds you <laughs> back to the ticket queue that this <laughs> like is so bad. Yeah. So um, yeah, they've obviously done done some work to yeah figure out what matters to their customers and they're using language that really only speaks to them if you've not ever managed a, a support team this website probably wouldn't be that interesting to you which is how sure. it should be which yeah i which is an ideal scenario yeah i uh, i agree about that h1 it was one of the things that really like wanted made me want to go further with it i think to the point of making the familiar new there's an interesting way of like when you say the efficiency of a help desk with the familiarity of email, you acknowledge that there's positives and, and negatives to both of those things and that you are so you you almost paint the enemy is the bad parts of a help desk and the bad parts of email. But what you do is the good parts of both of those things all in one thing. And then that is front is a customer operations platform that enables teams to streamline communication and deliver exceptional service at scale, which is the subheader on their on their website. So it packs a lot of information, I would say, into a relatively small package, which is a thing that we like to see. I also like that they didn't jump on the customer experience bandwagon, right? They they keep their messaging highly focused on their ICP and the, the challenges of being in that sort of environment, which is why this, this H1 also really resonated with me. They're not being too lofty and trying to take this kind of out of the out of the uh, call center or the customer support organization and talking all about how wonderful this makes this for the customer, which I'm I'm sure it does, but they stayed really focused on who they're selling to and what mm. their challenges are. Yeah, I really dig that. Um, that, you know, there's the, uh, to your point, Bridget, like keeping your customers happy is the end goal of this, but they're not speaking to the pain of your customers being happy. They're speaking to the pain of you as a person whose job it is to keep customers happy, which I think is like a nice place to land. It's not like too far removed from your ICP, which I think is important. Um, I did uh, I did a little bit of digging to find what uh, what Front used to be. I don't know when they became a customer operations platform or how they launched being a customer operations platform, but when they first released this website, they weren't. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. The first version of this site I could find was from uh, July of 2021. Um, so I'm not sure if they are that new of a company, but they might be. Um, and the headline when they launched in 21... This is almost exactly two years ago. Was make millions of customers feel like one in a million. Front is your hub for all things customer communication. We combine the simplicity of email with the intelligence of a CRM. So you can provide tailor-made service at scale. So not I like dramatic. That line. Yeah, go ahead, Mike. So that's a nice, I mean, that's a nice judo move. That's a really nice piece of copy that's like, oh, that's interesting. And it kind of taps into their value proposition, make millions of customers feel like one in a million. Yeah. Um, I'm surprised that doesn't live someplace else on their current site, but that's compelling to me, maybe not as an H1, but that's a really compelling line. There's um, 
uh, and maybe we can, I don't know how long you want to stay on this, but there's an, um, there's an elegance to this site um, and to the brand. And I was really curious about that. And it was like, yeah, the founders are French. Ah. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, ah, there it is. Like, yes, there's a, there's a, it's a, it's a more elegant, um, classic, timeless approach to some of this stuff. And it's more um, crafted, if you will. Um, So I'm just throwing that out there. Yeah, there's definitely a degree of polish here aesthetically that um the um I think that subhead there though, Ryan, is a good example of how they they got closer to the customer they serve. Cause if you're in a contact center, they're not using CRMs, nor do they care about the intelligence in a CRM. Sure. <laughs> that is for a different executive set. Sure. And so I I, I really feel like they they kind of sharpen the spear and we're like, wait, what actually matters? And so, cause that is an interesting statement, but it's just not for the person who has 5,000 agents at United. In fact, we talked to that, that person a few yeah. clients ago. Yeah. Um, and you know, he sure is looking at the holistic, uh, loyalty profile of the customers, but he was, he was laser focused on making sure they were delivering an experience to their customers where they were and how they wanted it. So yeah. device agnostic available for video, available for text, available for chat, available for phone, right. however they wanted to experience it. Um, and none of that really has to do with the CRM. So that's, I think, I think a little interesting nuance that they changed here. Yeah. I think it's a really, uh, it's a really good call out Dustin. And I think, you know, we talk about this a lot, but a big part of what we do in our process is, getting that customer voice in play and like actually interviewing people and hearing the terms that they use to talk about their problems. And I think to your point, Dustin, it's not that it's not that the simplicity of email with the intelligence of a CRM isn't necessarily true about their platform, but it's that for the people who are going to be landing on this page, it might not resonate for the way that they want them to go like, oh, that's me. That's my pain. That's my problem. That's the world I live in. Or that sounds like a solution to the pain in the world that I live in, I want that. So it's like, this could be accurate, but not helpful if that makes sense. Or if that's like, it's not the correct. story the customer's going to tell and sell about front. Yeah. 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 It's a story. Well, front I just like the evolution. And like, that the customer is like not the evolution from something that's relatively, uh, you know, common, your hub for all things, customer communications, isn't the most, you know, isn't the tightest line. And then turning that into customer operations platform captures all that in a way that's interesting and ownable. Totally. Totally. The the evolution is interesting and I hadn't looked at their prior messaging until now. You know, I I, I do agree with Mike, like the kind of the interesting use of language in the kind of hero image headline up top. Um, It's interesting though, they, they were a little bit more focused on the customer experience element, if you will, right? Like this, that headline is very much focused on the experience or the service that you give to your customer. And then that next sentence does try to, to speak to the challenges of somebody in that position. But I think it fails because the intelligence of a CRM is not something that's like applicable or understandable for them. Mm -hmm. I, um, you know, looking at going from that to the efficiency of a help desk with the familiarity of email, you know, I, I think in a, it would be nice to infuse a little bit more of that kind of crafted messaging into the new messaging to give it a little more um, kind of personality. But that's um, that's interesting to see that evolution that they went from customer experience to just focusing on their ICP. 
So <clears throat> as a category strategy, um, what these guys have um, landed on apparently, and with the customer operations platform and our experience with category strategies, like what's working? Like what do they have right here? In, are you talking about in their in their exist in their current current site, Mike? yeah going yeah 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 yes pushing it pushing it for I'm pushing the 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 narrative forward yep 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 yeah I think it's all the things we just went over right they're questioning people's reality they're making the familiar new they're laser focused on who they sell to you know it is a story that uh, people will tell and sell. Like, hey, we need a customer operations platform. You're making me use this ticketing chat system. Then we have to open up a order manager system or a CRM. To, we we need an operations platform. So it's got the the languaging for the a customer to go in and start to tell and sell for you to where you can be like, that's why this thing's going to be $400,000 a year as opposed to our ticketing system, which is $100,000 a year. So it's got yeah. it's got that, that story arc built in and very few words on the homepage. Yeah. Even that, just the uh, the insight to know that it is advantageous for them to create a category and to put some thought into the wording around that. Um, a lot of businesses think about branding or messaging or cool words that describe what they do. And mm -hmm. I always um, commend those those companies that are brave enough to try to create a new category and especially one that really kind of captures the essence of what they do. This is a yeah. Sequoia backed company and they, um, mm -hmm. they do force everybody to take a category approach or at least consider it. I'm sure they don't force them, but um, it is one of the VC firms that basically tells everybody about it. So they also backed Qualtrics. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I think um, one of the things that, I do like about um, I'm on a section on the homepage right now that says the best from email and help desks on the left side. It says email great for building relationships, but not efficient, intelligent or scalable. And then on the right, it says help desks handles high volume well, but not built for collaboration or personalization at scale. And in the center, it says with front, there's no but built in collaboration, built for personalization, built to scale. And I think uh you know, we talk about like identifying problems, right? And I think like this does a really good job very succinctly of saying these are probably one of the two worlds you live in, or you live in both of these worlds. And I'm going to call out the problems and the pain points for you as a business right here and tell you that we give you neither of the pain points and all of the benefits of both of these things. And we're the center of that Venn diagram. So I think that's good. I think, um, yeah, I think like, the the everything Dustin mentioned, I think is true. I also think there's probably some opportunities here as well <laughs> that uh that are maybe not being paid off or maybe not being hit on on this page. I have a couple thoughts, but I'm sure y'all do too. The first thing I was gonna call attention to is um, you know, a thing that we really try to talk about is like we talk about the big change in the world and what's happening macro in society that's causing the need for this to emerge or exist. And it doesn't really seem to be much of that happening here. Like why now, why this? Um, it's really mostly just painting like the two alternatives as enemies. So I think there could be sort of like a, a more macro like narrative or like trend that this could be sort of attached to a little bit. I shouldn't say trend. That's not the right word, but 
what's happening in society that's making this, you know, their their CTA at the bottom of the page is deliver exceptional service at scale. And like, why is that important? I guess is a thing that I'm not necessarily getting from this site. That's also like the weakest messaging on the site. And it at scale was also in the old one. So yeah. for whatever reason, they thought it's important to keep that there. Yeah. And it's interesting because they have customers as large as wizard pins, but then they also have Shopify and Dropbox, like these giant yeah, companies yeah, yeah. that are definitely at scale. Totally. Um, so it's kind of a, that's a miss. And I think what you're saying, Ryan, is they're lacking kind of like the old way, new way. Like, why do we need to move to this now? Yeah. Like, oh, okay. Yeah. Having a ticketing system and a, a email system or whatever they're, they were comparing themselves to is not ideal, but that's kind of, that's a weak old way, new way. We're going to combine these two things. Like there should be something else. And so they, they're missing a key part of the story arc. You know, and maybe they don't need it because um, they do have, if they have people going out asking for a customer operations platform and driving up the ARR, then okay. But um, yeah, this is like pretty thin at the moment. So they should spend some time to figure out that story arc of this is why this is happening. This is why you need to do it now. If you don't do it, this is what's going to happen to you. Um, yeah. So yeah, there's not a lot of, if you continue to just use ticketing and email, this is what happens. Yeah. So I did a little digging um, just cause I was like, as I went down the rabbit hole and, you know, looking for somebody to reach out to and target is uh, the co-founder and CEO is Matilde. I don't know how you would, I'm not French. I'm an ugly American. So I always butcher the, <laughs> the French language. Um, uh, Matilde Colin. Um, and they link, it's kind of, it's not hidden, but they link to like this, you know, read about us, um, on Matilde's, uh, Twitter feed. And it's a bit of a point of view. Um, um, if you, and I'll link to it, but I'll, I'll start reading through it really quick and I won't do the whole thing, but she says, yeah. I found it front HQ to break a law of nature. Let's start by contrasting relationships and transactions. A transaction is simple, bounded with clear terms. I give you this, you give me that. Goodbye. A relationship is richer, more complex, and in successful cases, ongoing. And she goes on, and it there's um uh, I'll share the link with you guys, but it is essentially a POV, but she uh, a point of view, but she did it in a, a tweet thread. <laughs> and I'm mm-hmm. like, all right, that's interesting. And uh, yeah. where else should this live on the site? But if you read through it, it's actually really, really good and well done, and really concise and compelling. I so millennial of her. Yeah, to put her, to put her point of view out is a tweet storm. <laughs> yeah. We also had a, we had a client, a couple clients ago as well, who, who found some success in doing some version of this as well. Um, putting that out. I mean, honestly, you know, through I, Twitter. I think, yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Are we, I, I don't know. I, I don't know if we're, I don't know if we're referencing folks here, but, um, so yeah, she anyway. talks about like, this seems like a law of nature that a, the bigger a business gets, the harder it is to prevent relationships from degenerating into transactions. So mm. the enemy that she's pulling out here are transactions and the hero is relationships. And yeah. she says, at least not without spending increasing unsustainable amounts of money. Um, that's the space where front was conceived. Um, so that relationships versus transactions is, is really compelling. I think that's a nice, that's a nice clean way to look at it. Well, on that, I think gets at, you know, Dustin, you have felt this pain and mentioned it earlier, right? This idea of like giving people a ticket number and turning them into a transaction that just needs to be executed against inside of your business. And that being like a thing that nobody liked the feeling of and nobody 
nobody felt like was giving people the experience that they wanted as a customer. So they're 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 saying your language, right? They're your words from your experience in in some of this stuff. Totally. Right. No, Did anyone I'm, watch the I video? No. I didn't either. Should uh, you watch the video? I see the scale um, POV in there pretty strong. She says you start off and yeah. you have a small company and you, you actually connect with a person. And then as you go bigger, that no longer scale. And so that's kind of why scale, I think, keeps showing up. That's core to her POV. Yeah. It's scale, but it's also the right set of capabilities, right? So technology in this space hadn't evolved at the pace to keep up with the kind of elevated needs of a customer relationship, right? Where we're moving from a call center is just transactional to one touch point and creating a customer relationship. Mm -hmm. So, you know, when we think about things like big change in the world and the evolution of how we as consumers engage with businesses, I think it's sort of apropos to think about this from the perspective. It's not just that your technology is not scaling, your technology is not adapting and evolving in mm. a way that it needs to, to meet that need. Yeah, well said. She uh, wanna... super Sorry, fast. My... She's speaking my language. I'm still reading through this little. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The... No worries. She says, uh, it's, a stark, it's a stark choice. Be human or be efficient. And then, um, and, 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 uh, which I really like, uh, you know, my, I'm always hammering on the human element of technology and the benefits, um, therein. Yeah. Um, uh, but they're like, their mission is to enable better relationships at scale. And I think that's, that's a little clumsy for how much they're nailing everything else in here. Like, it just seems yeah. like something that's really common that everybody says that at scale uh, side mm -hmm. of things and that's not as compelling as the rest of their their world to go back to the complementary side though i think a thing that i really love to see is like do you have a narrative and does that narrative show up everywhere you show up and i feel like that's a like that's a thing that is missing so often from so many folks that we see where it's like I don't understand what you do, or I feel like you do something different depending on what page I'm on on your website or what social media channel of yours I'm on or what blog post you're reading. Like there's just, um, there's like a lack of a thread for so many businesses. And I think a, a, a huge step up that front is doing is like, we have a thread and yes, this is not mm -hmm. in any way denying what you're saying, Mike, but it's just to say like, when we see this thing of, uh, this thread running through everything they're, that they're doing. It's like, okay, there is a narrative here and they are reinforcing that narrative at every opportunity. And I think to me, that's, um, it's a, it's a big, that's a, that's a big uh, step of the steps that needs to happen. I'm going to, I, I'm going to share this audio and video really quick. Cause I want to know how it shows up in a 90 second product video. This is on their product slash product explain somewhere out there your customers need your help and you need their business but you've lost the human touch your team got bigger it was harder to share information you added way too many systems and processes and your team had less attention to help customers pretty soon those customers began to see your company like this you tried to automate or deflect your conversations with customers but to them it felt like talking to an empty chair it's time to put the focus back on the customer. It's time for Front, the customer communication hub that brings together your messages, your collaboration, and your customer data. With Front, it's easy for teams to share knowledge in real time. Comment to your team on emails. 
assign messages with one click, and share drafts to deliver the most accurate response. There's almost no learning curve since the interface is familiar and intuitive. Conversations are easy and natural, so customers won't feel like tickets or cases. All the customer data and context your team needs are right next to every message. Customers get a fast, accurate, and human response every time, which means better retention and more revenue. It also means less complexity and more efficiency. Now every channel lives in one hub. Email, text, chat, social media, and more. No coding is required to automate the tedious stuff. You know, the stuff humans shouldn't have to deal with. That means more time for customers. And built-in analytics help you monitor team performance and improve customer relationships. Your team is free to focus on the stuff only humans can do. Your customers are going to love it. Stronger relationships need a human touch. Front helps you keep it. All right. Uh, man. <laughs> I mean, explainer videos are, are generally horrible. So I'll just <laughs> say that one. I'd give that one a five. That this their category on what scale? Do, on they, what scale? Yeah, I know what's the scale? <laughs> uh, one out of ten. Okay, <laughs> so like it's like squishy middle. Um, they didn't use their category name in there. They called it a customer communications hub. So I maybe that languaging that, might might be new. Yeah, I observed that also. I wonder if this is uh, a slightly older video than the um, than the category messaging is. Oh, the first. Yeah. What if? But it was entered. Sorry. Oh God. Um, <laughs> this was uploaded a year ago. But it was you're, getting, you're, you're getting a Wix ad to start it. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm not going to play it. I'm not going to play it. I just was looking at the view count and the upload date on YouTube to see <laughs> when it actually made it to the internet. I think it um, could have been 30 seconds shorter and they, they would have made their case, but they, they succumbed to diving into feature benefit language yeah, yeah. and like it started off kind of you know compelling and um, creative and then it kind of like you lose me at the end but I, there's somebody that's like no we have to say this and we have so, to say this and we have somebody to say this. somebody <laughs> said are we doing an ad or are we doing a product demo and somebody else said totally yes <laughs> yes we are <laughs> <laughs> they had an ad agency make a product explainer video yeah which, Generally, that's what you get. So that's why they get a five. For those not watching this and just listening to this, uh, they I, I do think it's a it's a good mechanic to have a bunch of mannequins working your customer support desk, um, which is what they had. They had old technology and mannequins in the customer support um, department, which I think is a, an interesting way to to reinforce the the inhumanness and like the human the human touch necessary, but yeah. So I think there's like, you know, I think we're in agreement. There's a couple screws that could be tightened here for sure to reinforce that thread even more. Um, but overall, I think, you know, praise do where praise do they're, they're leading with a category to Dustin's point. There's a conciseness to it. Um, they're specific about who they're talking to and the problem that they're solving for who they're talking to. And those are some pretty big leaps in the right direction. I think. I want to add one more kind of key element here um, yeah. with the category strategy as it relates to what they're doing and as it relates to like where they're going. Um, the customer operations platform um, is a big, <clears throat> from a product roadmap 
you know, from a, just a communications hub to a, an operations platform. Yeah. Um, it opens up all the other elements that they're trying to bring in. And I read they've raised a Series C um, last year, but they're talking about like like layering in SMS, layering in like WhatsApp, layering in yeah. all these other channels that beyond email so that it's a larger, and this gets to like the enterprise level customer as well. It's like, yeah, email is one way we communicate with our customers, but we've got all these other ways we communicate with them that we have to uh, empower and bring into this platform. Right. And so they're growing into a larger service, if you will. And they needed the, the category name that, that captures all of that. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's, that's really well said that um, we talk about creating a bucket big enough that you can fill for a long time to come. And, and that language of a customer operations platform gives you a pretty big bucket for anything that falls into operating with your customers. Right. Um, all right. That's front front.com. Check them out. If you want to see the language in action, you want to watch the, uh, the mannequin video for yourself. Um, you want to see what we mean by some of the tighter copy on that homepage. We, of course, did not read it all to you because what good would a podcast be if we were just reading you the entire homepage of a website? Uh, but go check it out for yourself at front.com. Any last words from anybody? It's a resounding silence from my co-hosts. I will take that as a no. Thanks for entertaining my 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 enthusiasts enthusiasm for front and talking about it. I think there, I think it's a really compelling uh, case study in what works and what doesn't um, be fun to fun to chat with them eventually at some point. Yeah, absolutely. would love to know where this comes from and where their ethos around category comes from and, and whether that is a thing that was maybe prescribed to your point, Dustin, or whether that came in from them organically before it was prescribed by Sequoia. And, um, and yeah, I think kudos where kudos do, you know, when we see, when we see good stuff out there, that's, that's hitting on some other check boxes we'd like to see checked. I think it's it's good to applaud those things and maybe make some suggestions. So, all right, Bridget, Mike, Dustin, thank you for your brains. Thank you for your time. And thank you, listener out in the World Wide Webs for listening to the SaaS Brand Strategy Show. Uh, thank you for subscribing to the show. Thanks for sharing it with someone you think might enjoy it as well. If you want to learn more about who we are or what we do, you can go to drmg.co drmg.co. And as always, we'll see you soon.